On the way to work this morning, I was listening to a message that was speaking about how when we ask Jesus into our lives, we receive his spirit. This means we receive the ability to feel his presence, but it also means that we have the seed of his fruit planted in us. Hear that again. It's not the fruit itself that's in us. It's the seed. And just like a seed that we plant for the purpose of growing a beautiful flower or something in a vegetable garden, the blooming of that seed is dependent on a lot of things, primarily the soil. Without the initial soil being rich and pure, the chances of the fruit growing to its full ability and promise is compromised. I don't think it's a coincidence that the words soil and soul are so similar. For in fact, our soul, our inner being and character, is our human soil. This is where Jesus plants the seed of his fruit, his spirit. If you are a Christian then, because of your belief that Jesus is in fact God himself in human form, you have asked Jesus to be the center of your life. Because of this, you can rest assured that you will have eternal life in heaven all because of his infinitely gracious sacrifice. But it doesn't stop there, or rather it shouldn't stop there. Instead, our desire to mirror him should follow suit. Without that honest, deep desire, the seed of his spirit will rest dormant on the surface of our soul. It will lay there as if on top of sand instead of rich soil, sand that lacks the pores and nutrients for seeds to develop. It's this desire that opens up the cavity of our soul. Desire is what makes our soul porous, and it is what allows the seed of his spirit to plant itself firmly within us and to develop the roots that will eventually hold the fruit of his spirit in place. Only then can it, the fruit of the Spirit, break through the surface and become visible to those around us. Here's to souls rich with desire. Matthew 7:16 says, You will recognize them by their fruits. Are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs from thistles?